Hey everybody, this is Brandon Moses and Andrew Moore. How's it going, everybody? And this is the Educated Fan. This podcast is brand new, and we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts, the NFL, sports in general, random bullshit, best friend shit. Um, I am the eh in the educated, newly uh, deep into free agency and whatnot and trying to get a hang of everything, but a very passionate Colts fan, and Andrew is too educated for me, to be honest. I'll be providing all of the deep analysis from the pod, kind of trying to make Brandon a little bit more educated and just giving my my opinions on all things sports, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, um, even sprinkle some NASCAR in there. Andrew's going to sprinkle in NASCAR. I'm going to shit on him for it. And NASCAR's then I'm gonna, great. And then I'm going to sprinkle in the NFL, or Jesus. Um the UFC, I'm a big MMA fan too. We might talk a little bit about that um, and a little bit more about that coming towards the end, actually. But, uh, I mean, we're going to we're gonna go through things. We're going to break down, you know. Right now, obviously, we have free agency, hopefully getting ready to start. Uh, the draft, who knows how that's going to go here in a few weeks too. Um, but that's what we're going to chat about this week. Um, as long as a couple other little things. And Andrew, do you want to get started on the QB talk with the Colts? Yeah, so we're also going to focus mainly on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Brandon and I are both huge Colts fans. Um, that's where our our a lot of our focus is going to be. Now it's not only what we're going to talk about, obviously. We're going to sprinkle in a whole bunch of different NFL coverage and other various sports, but our passion for the Colts runs very deep. So, and I will speak a lot of passion, a lot of what ifs, a lot of a lot of takes on takes, uh, and sprinkling, you know, just the my fun imagination. Brandon's going to be the passionate fan. I'm going to be the educated fan, the one that brings more insight and more realism um so i think it's going to be a good balance of the passionate really passionate fan with the high hopes and dreams versus the reality side of what might happen so um i think i think you guys should be able to enjoy it kind of get a different perspective from both sides with everything and um this isn't going to be a too serious of podcast we're just a couple of guys talking sports um but we do hope you enjoy it so um First, we are going to talk about the the Colts quarterback situation, obviously. Could you silence your phone, sir? That's not my phone. Did you fart? It's my chair. Oh, shit. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I want to be clear. Uh, Andrew said, you know, I want to be clear. His educatedness is not always greater than my passion. We were sitting around a fire last year, uh, right before the season started, right after Andrew Luck retired. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> and I told him, dude, we're still going to have a hell of a year. I'm telling you. And he goes, no, nah, we've got to be realistic. Nah. And I'm telling you, I was like, nope, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. We're going to beat Kansas City. And then we started off 5-2. and two. I was looking like a mad genius. And Andrew was like, all right. And then everything fell apart. And exactly what he said came true. So we've got our ups and downs. Um but yeah, let's talk Colts QB situation starting off. Um, 
obviously we got to start with Jacoby. Um, what do we like? What are the Colts like? What do we think uh, going forward here? Well, let's start with this. Jacoby started out very well last year. I think as well as many other people were very surprised how well so him surprised. and the Colts started out uh, with a five and two record. Um, Jacoby was in MVP conversations after those first seven weeks. Um, we were looking like a team that was going to very easily compete for a division win as well as possibly make some noise in the playoffs. And for a little while there, Jacoby was looking like the answer. Um, I think he had 14 touchdowns, uh, three interceptions through those seven weeks, which is phenomenal. He was tied for second in the league in touchdowns at the time. Um, then came then came the Steelers game. He Well, hold on. Before we go into things falling apart, I do want to say I was super high on Jacoby Brissett starting the season, probably more hopeful than anything. Um I'm not going to be afraid to shy away on this podcast about um, some other football voices that I'm a fan of. I listen to a ton of podcasts, you know, and, and for example, pro football talk was trash in the Colts. Oh, we got no chance. We got no chance. And then all of a sudden, you know, week four, week five, we got Mike Florio, Chris Sims going, Ooh, you know, Jacoby is in the MVP talk the way this looks and ranking, ranking us top 10 and whatnot. Things fall apart, but he he was on a high high, uh, the, way higher than we ever could have expected. And then came the Pittsburgh game, and that is when worst game of football I've ever seen. Unfortunately, Quentin Nelson gets driven back, falls on Jacoby's knee. Um, he's out for the rest of that game. He's out for the Dolphins game, and after that, it it didn't seem like he recovered his first half form. Um, the rest of the year, I said before, he had 14 touchdowns and three picks. Well, the rest of the year, he had four touchdowns and three picks. Um, now, there's there's more that goes into it just on Jacoby, and we'll get into that later. But it obviously was not the same quarterback coming back from the injury. He seemed a lot more timid. He seemed like he didn't want to go through his progressions as much. He wanted to go through just to his first receiver all the time. Or it seemed like he was more skittish in the pocket. The Colts, Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, the quarterback's coach, both admitted that Jacoby's mechanics did get compromised when he came back because he was favoring the knee a little bit, and that contributed to it. Um, also, in the second half of the year, we have to think about – what else kind of fell apart was the injuries got even worse and the receiving core became completely depleted for that. Um, which, which led to the ter- the two and seven record that the Colts had at the, to end the year. And unfortunately missing out on the playoffs for the third year out of four, um, which leaves us in this predicament of what do the Colts do moving forward? with the quarterback situation. Uh, Brandon, I, I know you were really high on Jacoby at, or on the Colts at first and then obviously trailed out at the end. From from a very passionate fan perspective, um, what, is, what is your take or how do you feel about where we are with Jacoby right now? Stinks. 
Just stinks. Okay, he stinks. Um, I don't know. I I went to you know much fewer games than Andrew this year. I went to I went to three games this year. Um, and the first game that I went to against the Falcons, dude looked incredible. Um, obviously the Falcons didn't pan out this year like I thought they were gonna. Um, I always for some reason have high hopes for that team with Matt Ryan, but um probably because I draft him in fantasy football every year. Um, but I mean, I watch him just tear up the Falcons in my opinion. And then that, that, that was the win of the season I went to. And then the other two games were losses and you know how I hate to go see Colt losses. Um, I mean, I just see if, if I see Jack Doyle open in the middle when I'm sitting in the end zone, same view as Jacoby, a little higher up. And I'm screaming Jack Doyle's open in the middle and he never even looks at him. I got a problem with that. I'm not a quarterback. Never was a quarterback. I wasn't even a good wide receiver growing up. I got a problem. He stinks. But the the receivers went way downhill. Um. And, and and again, he had the injury, and, and all of our receivers went away. I'm willing to accept it if he's getting another chance this year. I'm going to cheer for him. I'm not going to buy a jersey, but I'm, I've am i got his back if he's our guy, and I'm not going to be the guy. Sh- if we draft a quarterback, and we'll get to that another time, it, but if we draft a quarterback, I'm not going to be the guy, you know, six games into the season going, ooh, start the rookie, start the rookie, because I know that – isn't always best. Baker Mayfield is a good example of a guy that came in midseason. You know, Tyrod Taylor got injured, really, but everybody was already yelling for Baker, and it worked out. But I don't – I'm not going to push for that. I'm not going to be insane about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a middle-of-the-pack at best quarterback. I think there's other options out there that could be better. I don't necessarily think they're worth the cost. Um free agency wise, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, Jacob, I, I, I was super high on Jacoby and if he's our guy this year, obviously I hope for the best. Um, cause the minute I can, from as long as I can remember watching football, you know, Colts have been in the playoffs every year, you know, almost every year with Peyton and, and I want to get back to that. I feel like that's Colts culture, and I'm I'm just ready to get back to that. So, um, I guess you didn't talk about what you think about Jacoby. Well, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah. Um, starting out from that last comment, we as Colts fans have become very spoiled with the quarterback play in this town. Well, imagine with, being the Patriots right now with Peyton Manning. Okay, but Jesus, they didn't fall into two sure things. Right, the Colts. Oh, don't the Colts, on Andrew. The Colts have been to. We as Colts fans have been very spoiled with our quarterback play. Now, yeah. thinking about Jacoby Brissett, I think I don't think it's as good as it was at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's as bad as he was at the end. I think it falls probably right in the, in middle. the middle. I agree, and. We have to look at this thing holistically. His his mechanics did fall off at the end of the year because of the injury. 
the receiving core. To be clear, did... I couldn't tell. I am interrupting you. I had no idea his mechanics fell apart. I just thought he stunk after his injury. <laughs> his mechanics did <laughs> fall apart at the end. Um, the receiving core was very depleted. Um, T.Y. is out. Eric Ebron is out. Marlon Mack is out for a couple weeks. That certainly doesn't help either. Um, when your number one receiver is Zach Paschal, yeah, Zach Paschal's a great guy, and he's a, a solid backup, but he's not a number one wide receiver. So we have to take that into account as well. However, you can't settle for that as well. And I think this is where the where it becomes really hard for the Colts brass of Chris Ballard and Frank Reich to really evaluate him because you have to take all those things into account. But at the same time, you can't, if this is all the better he's going to get, this is not the long-term solution for the Colts. So it, does he, with another offseason in the system, working with Tom House on his mechanics, getting another offseason, another season as the starter, with more help, does that help him out? And does that really advance him that much forward? Or are we going to get the same Jacoby that we had this year? And that's, I mean, that's why they get paid the big bucks to make this decision. And it, it's it's incredibly tough to decide which, because this, this will decide their fate of their jobs and their legacy with the Colts, I have a feeling. Well, one thing you mentioned is is the work with Tom House is the is all this stuff going to make a difference? The thing Jacoby's never had ever in the NFL is an entire off season where he is the guy. Last season, Andrew Luck was injured through most of the preseason stuff, and although Jacoby's taken all these reps, nobody on that team is turning looking at Jacoby, although he's a great leader and going, that's our guy. That that's the guy that's going to lead us into the season. That's the guy that's going to try to take us to the playoff. Nobody in the off season programs looking at him that way. He didn't have that in new England, obviously. And then even, even after starting most of the, of a season with us, he was never that guy. He's never had that. So if the Colts, don't go after anybody in free agency. And even if we and even if we draft a rookie, that, that rookie's gonna be sitting. Okay. He's gonna have that confidence all offseason. I'm the man. I'm starting on this team, and we're gonna make a difference. Okay, so I do think he can make take a step up. I don't know if he's gonna take two steps up, but he's taking a step. He's definitely gonna be better than last year. Is it going to be enough? Let's hope Chris Ballard can make sure it is. Um, do you want to interject before we talk about Colts quarterback for agency yeah, options? Well, I, I think it's important to note as well that the Colts are a lot higher on Jacoby than the fan base is. We have to remember mm-hmm. that. They, they are taking a holistic look at this thing. They are taking everything into account. And they love not only what Jacoby stands for, um, but also seeing how the guys in the locker room rally behind team. him. Um, they see that while he didn't necessarily throw a lot of touchdowns, they like that he didn't turn the ball over much, whether they, Sometimes a little too conservative. 
they do not like how that he was conservative, but they and but they do admit while they are high on Jacoby, they do admit the passing game needs to be better, and that's a straight up challenge to Jacoby. If he does not have a better year next year, he will not get another contract. Right, and there's no way that the Colts are ever going to get rid. Won't, well, not ever going to get rid of him, but they're not going to get rid of him this year. He's due a nine million dollar roster bonus i think maybe he already got that that was guaranteed so they already have so much money put into him they're not going to cut him they're thinking well we might as well give this kid another shot so we just need to remember that the colts are a lot higher on jacoby than the rest of us that doesn't mean they're not going to do their due diligence on free agents free agent quarterbacks on quarterbacks in the draft but for people saying that Jacoby Brissett is automatically not the starter next year, that's just not true. I would bet money Absolutely that not. I would bet money that he is the week one starter next year. If so, we don't if we don't pick anybody up in free agency, he's the starter. Absolutely. And even if we pick up somebody in free agency, it could be a it'll be an open competition. Yeah, exactly. So um It's tough. It, it, I, like you said, the Colts are high on him, but Frank Reich did just recently say in an interview, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. It, it was a press conference. I, he practically he didn't say I'm embarrassed, but he said I've never been on a team that, you know, didn't have that explosive threat offensively, and I and that is definitely a focus of Frank's, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. We've you and I have talked plenty about free agency. Op, you know possibilities um i don't think we need to get into anything super serious because i don't think either one of us really think anything in free agency is gonna happen with the quarterback position quarterback position specifically yeah um but i mean you hear the rumblings philip rivers um i mean other than tom brady and that's been shot down hard i can't even think about anybody else now that has been seriously discussed by reporters you know the hot takers, anybody. The main connection with Philip Rivers to the Colts is because he worked with Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni before. However, I just don't see it happening because, yeah, they may have worked together before. That doesn't mean that the Colts are automatically going to sign them because what right. you got to think of the Colts, how they built their team and their approach the last few years. Chris Ballard and company never go for the Band-Aid approach. They're always looking for what's best for the team down the road. And when he took this job, he told Jim Irsay, this isn't going to be a two-year rebuild. It's going to be a four- or five-year rebuild. This is the start of year four of that. And that is without a top-five quarterback in the league in Andrew Luck. So I don't understand or I don't see how someone can, if they're paying attention – at how Chris Ballard builds a team, I don't know how they can suggest that the Band-Aid approach with Phillip Rivers for a year, maybe two, for a declining quarterback is good for this team. So, and the more the more that it gets closer, yes, there are reports that the from sources that I trust, like Stephen Holder, Zach Kiefer, um, guys on the Indy beat that say the Colts are doing their due diligence on Phillip Rivers, but they'd be dumb not to. They do their due diligence on every quarterback because that's that's what their job is. So that's why I think while all these national reporters and pundits are saying that it looks like it's going to be a done deal, I still don't think it's going to happen. I just I have zero confidence that Phillip Rivers will be uh, have a horseshoe on his helmet next season. I agree. The only way I see 
of Philip Rivers in a Colts jersey next year is this. There's there's gonna come we're gonna find out soon. And 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 you know, credit Mike Florio, he always says this. Are there gonna be more seats than butts or more butts than seats? And in my opinion, the only way Philip Rivers ends up on the Colts is if there's more butts than seats and he realizes, well, damn, I'm not going to get the money I want. So where do I want to go play football? And I'll just, I'll take whatever they give me. And again, I still think he'll be in open competition with Jacoby. I think that's the only chance um, he ends up a Colt. Um, let's head on over to just general free agency. Um, you know, obviously, hopefully free agency is going to start, you know, technically next Wednesday, but that legal tampering period starts Monday, but really all the deals are done. Not all the deals, but the bit, you know, the bulk of the deals are done those first two days, um, unofficially. Um, I don't know. Who would you, who would you like to see come to the Colts? What makes sense? And and I'm talking right now. We're not talking about our free agents that we're going to resign. Any any names that you would like to see outside of the Colts organization come hang out with us? Yeah. So football. obviously we can dream of of big names. I mean, it'd be nice to get a Jadavion Clowney or uh, um, an Austin an Austin Hooper. Um, those are the big names. Now, when we're thinking about free agency with the Colts. We think of the past couple of years with Ballard that the big names aren't necessarily the ones we might get. His doesn't mean he's not going to go after them. They have. They've been in some negotiations with bigger free agents. Justin Houston. The well, I'll get to that one in a second. The it's an example. It's an example of <laughs> them going after guys on the second wave when Did the prices worked out? go down. But hold on. Would you say that worked out? Yes, but okay. listen, Justin Houston wasn't signed the first couple of days of free agency. Justin Houston was signed two weeks into free agency when the bidding wars had gone down. I agree. That is when Chris Ballard makes his moves. That is when a Justin Houston was signed. That is when. That is when a Devin Funches was signed. A Devin Funches. I think what was that three day three or four of free agency? And, and I mean, Eric, it was it was it wasn't the first couple days. I mean it was, but it wasn't late either. I mean it was a, it was a few four days in. Do I remember correctly? I'm not sure. But, or when an Eric Ebron was signed, the, those Ooh. are the kind of the kind of moves that he makes. But like I said, he doesn't he'll get into the bidding wars, but he's not going to overspend for a player. They put us, they put a number on a player, they stick with it. And you've seen multiple times how teams will go after free agents hard, overspend completely, and they get burned. Um, one example of this was back in the back when we had the third pick. And I was, this is what I thought. I thought we should go after Andrew Norwell, the guard for the Carolina Panthers. And Jacksonville signed him. And I was like, well, we could have done that, signed that guy, and then have gotten Bradley Chubb in the draft. Well, I was wrong there because he's gone to Jacksonville and been god-awful. Take note, Andrew was wrong. God-awful. Take note. And now we have the best guard in the league in Quentin Nelson. So the best guard in the league, the best. And I don't care who has anything to say about it. Come see me. Big trust, dude. Quentin Nelson is the best guard in the league. No questions asked. That's why we have to trust what Ballard does. Yes, 
free agency is exciting for the fans. It's not necessarily what's going to win championships. Can you think of any other names that anybody laughed at when we drafted them, thinking we should assign somebody else? Can you think of any other big names maybe that Darius maybe set Leonard? any records or, or you know, anything like that? Who's that? Maybe Darius. Leonard. Oh, that's right. The guy who had the most tackles in the league is rookie season. But Never any, heard of him. But anyways, that's that's what we have to remember. You look at the New England Patriots, they hardly ever sign a ton of free agents, and they're they're there every single year. Oh, my God. they're ugh. The Super Bowl is not won in March. You have to think – you have to remember that. Um, so it would be nice to get these big-name guys, but if they go off the board or they go to another team, it's not necessarily the end of the world. They're in free agency for a reason. That means their teams didn't – are letting other teams have chances at them. So we have to remember that um, there are a lot, there are a few big names. I mean, it's a stat quarterback class for sure, but I think there is definitely value on those, the few days after free agency starts or like that second week when Justin Houston was signed, um, things like that. So um, I think we just have to remember that. And we have to be conscious that just because we don't sign all these big names in free agency, it's not the end of the world. And if we, even if we did, it doesn't mean we're going to win the Super Bowl next year either. So I think fans sometimes get caught up in that, but you need to kind of check yourself in a way. So check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right. So. Every year, every, every single year, free agency comes around. And again, Andrew knows a lot more about the money aspect and, and all that. And then obviously I'm coming around with the way uh, Chris does things. And, I, and I'm a fan of the way Chris does things, but it doesn't change the fact that I see these big name free agency guys and I just, I get anxious i'm like oh man how crazy would that be and i think we can sign them all we can't sign them all even though we have so much cap space um a couple free agents that i would love to see um but probably won't happen i i clowny is clowny and hooper austin hooper a couple names that i was thinking about earlier today and i've thought about multiple times and then I go and look at the notes about what Andrew wants to, you know, shoot the shit about. And both of those names are, are on his list of big names that probably won't happen, along with Byron Jones. Uh, Cl- see, I could see Clowney because he's still pretty young. Was he year five? Uh, Six. I'm not sure what year he's in. I think he's like 27, so he's okay, still fairly young, young. Young guy, okay? The dude is a wrecking machine when he's healthy. And that's my only fear. Other than that, if if, if Clowney had no history of injury, sign that man up. Give him what he wants. Um, you know, that that's my opinion on him. I he's he's a wrecking ball. He uh he fucks the play up. Aaron Donald style. Um no, he's not as good as Aaron Donald, but you know what I'm saying. Um, what do you think about Clowney? What do we think about Hooper? You think Hooper's more of a Jack Doyle type guy? I think he's kind of a touchdown guy personally, but yeah, I think for Clowney it, it would be interesting. I just think the bidding war is gonna go higher than Ballard's price will be. Um, 
I mean, even I, with the injuries, what's that? Even with the injuries, yeah, okay. I think so, because you're going to see this this powerful guy that's going to take on double teams, and while while that's enticing, do you think he ends up back in the AFC South, maybe the Jaguars? No, I don't think so, because if the Jag if the Jaguars were <laughs> if the Jaguars were well, they just franchise tagged Ngakwe today, yeah. so that's who their focus is on um they don't they wouldn't have enough cap space for him anyway um judeva and Clowney, it's interesting he he would be a great compliment to justin houston i like i said i just think the bidding war is going to get too too high and the colts have other needs that they're not going to just spend all their free agency on one player um austin hooper i do see him as more of a jack Doyle type i think what the colts need is the more athletic tight end, the vertical threat that can stretch the field. What Eric Ebron did for the Colts in Frank Reich's offense, I don't know if Austin Hooper is that. Um, I haven't watched much tape on Hooper. Um, if he is, that would be a tremendous signing for the Colts. Um, but I'll I, tell you as a professional um, fantasy football team manager, general manager, some would say, um, and a Matt Ryan fantasy football enthusiast in the sixth round. Um, Mr. Hooper catches a lot of touchdowns for for a Falcons offense. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not a best tight end in the league, but the man can get open and you get a good decent quarterback, he's gonna catch some touchdowns. I I he's he's not Eric Ebron either, but he He's better than whatever's under Jack Doyle right now. Better than Mo Alley Cox, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, Christian McCaffrey scores a lot of touchdowns too. Let's and the sign Panthers, him. The Panthers have the seventh overall let's, pick. Let's sign him. Fantasy football touchdowns <laughs> don't mean anything. So it's it's more of a scheme fit for the Colts. I'm not denying that Austin Hooper is not a great we love player. Tight ends, but we need we need that vertical tight end and i think we could find one of those in the draft so i'm thinking that may be where the colts go draft wise tight end um but i mean austin hooper's always a chance i think out of those three that you mentioned byron jones would be the most likely because of his fit in his own cover two um scheme wise it'd be great he does have a connection with matt eberflus um from when flus was coaching uh, in Dallas, um, I know that contradicts what we were saying about Frank Reich and, and Philip Rivers, but at the same time, Byron Jones is is a young cornerback. Um, I think he's only – I think he's about 27 too. 27. Um, oh, born the same year as me. But um, I think I think that would be a big fit. I do think that bidding war will probably get too Holy high for us shit, too. the dude's fast too. He's very fast. But um, I – those are why they're they're free agents that I just don't think the Colts will get. I mean, I think they'll be in on those free agents. Um, but like I said, a, a lot of times I think the price may be too high. I could be wrong, but um, those are those are just a, t- a step above where I think the Colts are looking at. Okay, let's, free agency. let's spin some of these realistic, more, more realistic uh, opportunities off. I, oh man, I am, I hate the idea and you like the idea. This is reverse of what we ever talk about uh nelson aguilar famous for the video from the guy outside of fire talking about some dude catching babies better than nelson aguilar can catch a football um it was one it was one missed pass that that man was talking about it was pretty big catch but uh i mean over the years that man 
the, he's a good receiver. Do you, is that somebody you would like to sign, or you just think we could sign? I think could sign more than like to sign. I mean, any depth at wide receiver is going to be appreciated after what we went through last year. Um, the main reason I I kind of like the signing is because his last year, or in 2017, when Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator there, that's when he had his best year. Um, he had over 700 yards. He had eight touchdowns. He thrived in that offense. And I think that's something that Frank Reich could possibly bring back out of him. I mean, he's young. He's still only 26 years old. He did have a bad year last year, so you're going to get him on I had a no cheap. no idea he was so young. Yeah. He had a bad year last year. You're going to get him on a cheap deal, a cheap two-year prove-it deal. Um, that's something that the Colts like to sign in free agency. Kind of like Funches, except his was one year. What? Right. Low risk, high reward. And I think that would be perfect for Nelson Aguilar. It would strengthen our receiver depth. Um, we get another fast option in there with, with Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think it could definitely help stretch the field and reunite him with, with Reich, who knows how to use it. Okay, and we're we're gonna we were gonna spin down a funches too. Let's just slap right into him. Let's say we sign Aguilar. You know, funches funches can't go around asking for much, given his last injury, and he he only had a one year deal, and he biffed it with his injury. And we keep Ty. Those three guys, with Paris Campbell, and I I feel like Paris Campbell would be in and out at that point, but. I mean, what, does Ty go down into the slot at this point? No, that get the mean, big guys outside and Nelson Aguilar is not big. No, he's a smaller. Okay, he's so only Aguilar six, go down He's only slot? six foot, and I think that's where he works best. They they Keeps, love to keep Ty outside. They love to down, they love to, they love to move Ty around. Anyway. Well, they'll move them all around in any position, really, because that's what if you have those two guys, it opens up Ty to move him around to get him on the matchup you want, which is what Frank Reich loves to do with Ty Hilton because. T.Y. Hilton is a when healthy, easily a top ten receiver in the league, better than both of those. Top so five, maybe. top five, top five, top five. Um, <laughs> so, well, I mean that along with a because you know they're going to draft a wide receiver as well. Uh, that would be a formidable, formidable. You get it, formidable. You get it. Lineup close. Um, English major with with those four of Hilton Funchess. If Funches resigns, I still don't know if that's a possibility. I, I think that I, right there passes the best wide receiver lineup the Colts have ever had. Very, very well could be real close between Marvin and and, and no one. I uh, I don't really know if anybody's as good as Marvin or Reggie, but just the average skill level, the depth, the depth has got to be the best ever. Who do we have? Uh, Stokely in there. I mean, it Stokely. was probably the closest when Stokely was there with and, Reggie and, and Dallas Clark. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like a T.Y. Hilton, Nelson Aguilar, Paris Campbell trio, even if you don't count Devin Funches in there, you draft somebody like a Denzel Mims, um, a Justin Jefferson. If he, I don't think he'll make it the second round, but Denzel Mims, um, somebody like that, that's going to be, along with Zach Pascal, who's coming on too. Um, I think that would definitely help the receiver group. Um, right. Another wide receiver, or not wide receiver, another free agent um, that I think the Colts could target and has been reported. And there's rumors. Eric Berry. Eric Berry. Eric, Eric Berry. The Eric Berry, not necessarily in a, maybe a starting role, but just that veteran presence in the secondary. 
to help the young guys like Malik Hooker and Kari Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Ballard talked about it in his year-end press conference. He did not appreciate the value that a Mike Mitchell had in the secondary, a veteran presence with all these young guys. He straight up admitted fault. Right. Said, I, I didn't appreciate leadership of the veterans as much as I should have. Right. He said that. Eric Berry would be a perfect fit with the Colts. Now, yeah. there will be other bidders for him, so it's not going to be that. It's not going to be just simple like, hey, come to the Colts and he'll be there. I do think the Colts are could be the favorites, though, um, not only with Chris Ballard working with him, but also his close relationship with Justin Houston. Um, I think Eric Berry coming to the Colts is a very big possibility. Um, and now we start to think about what other free agents the Colts might want. I'm looking at that interior defensive line. We did not get enough pressure up the middle last year, and that's where I think some moves could be made, starting with possibly a Shelby Harris. Who is a nose tackle for the Denver Broncos. Brandon didn't know that (laughs) until today. So Shelby Harris had a great year last year. Um, It was kind of his coming out party, if you will. Um, He had six sacks. Um he had nine passes defended. The big boy gets his gets his hands up there. Um, it's somebody that we could plug into the the middle with a Danico Autry or a Grover Stewart, and somebody that can get that interior pressure. Something like the Colts desperately need, especially especially with this cover two defense. And I quote from Chris Ballard: "The three technique drives this thing. We need a disruptor up the middle to get that pressure." To help not only get the quarterback outside the pocket, but win these zone defenses to make them almost go through their reads a little bit quicker. That three technique right in the middle of a quarterback's face is so vital. So, And I think while Shelby Harris will also have plenty of suitors because he is a young D-tackle on the rise, I could see the Colts snagging him um, or even possibly like a DJ Reader from Houston. Um, that would be great to get him from the Texans or a Malik Collins, someone from the Dallas Cowboys who, again, plays in that three technique with who has a connection to Matt Eberflus that could be on a lower, like two to three year contract, something that Chris Ballard loves to do. Those are some guys that are definitely in play for the Colts and can make a bigger impact while not being as big of a name, can still make a huge impact for our team. And then free agents of our own. Anthony Costanzo, I think that's an obvious re-sign. Oh, and that's I a think done the deal. The Colts think that. I know Anthony Costanzo wants that. If he didn't, he wouldn't be coming back at all. Um, Josh Andrews, another guard that we th- could hang on to. I think the Colts really like him. I've seen reports in the past couple of days that they are working on bringing him back for added depth to the offensive line. Yeah. Um, he can play center. He can play both guard spots. It's a great it's a great fit for the Colts to keep him in the system. Right. So I think that Costanzo and Josh Andrews, five butt Moner, both would be back next and year. And I do believe we're I mean, we were at least top three offensive lines. We were the only team oh, in the league to have all five starters start every game. You know, if if we can keep that rolling, that's great. Jabal Sheard. Um that one I don't think will be back. I okay. the way Chris Ballard was talking about him and how non-committal. It just does not seem like Jabal Sheard will be back with the Colts. Now, he is that veteran presence on a very young D-line outside of Justin Houston that could be needed. 
I just think it's time that the Colts are try to get more more run for Kamoko Ture and Ben Banigou. Those guys are the future of the defensive line for the Colts. And with Kamoko's flashes last year before his terrible injury in Kansas City, um, if he can get back to that form, man, we got a we got a good one, especially coming around the edge um, with how quick he is. So that's why I don't know if Sheard will be back. Um, we already touched on Funches. Where Funches? Uh, okay, so real quick with Funches, you want him back? Yeah, I mean, me too for the right price. It can't. It can't be even as. Do you think it has to be less than he was signed for last year? Oh yeah, I it think, has to be. I think it will be. Um, I think I it could be. Else can offer I think more. it'd be a one year, maybe five five mil. If it's any more than that, I'd probably let him walk. I yeah. mean, this this wide receiver dress is. I don't think he's class gonna walk. Is so loaded. I don't know how big of the market he's gonna have, honestly. Um. And from all reports, he's been a great teammate. After he got injured, he stayed in the locker room, yes, was in, well involved in meetings. So I think it'd be beneficial for both sides if, as long as the terms are right. The very little play he gave us was very good. We signed that man to move the chains, and the few plays he was in, he moved the chains. It was incredible. I, I remember saying, that's why we got him, and and then he was hurt. But um, All right, let's cut into free agency for the nfl in general where do we think the big name guys will go well there's only the biggest name guy who i despise going to free agency this offseason and i can't wait do i think he's gonna still be a patriot yeah probably especially with the old corona going around i think I Andrew disagrees. I think the coronavirus is going to cause a delay in free agency, which if that happens, I think that means Tom Brady goes back to the Patriots. But if not, where we like to see him? What's going where do we think he's going? Patriots aren't allowed. If if he doesn't go back to New England, I mean Tennessee is obviously a place he could go with Mike Frable being there. There are reports that Tampa Bay is going to go all in on trying to get Brady. I'm here in Tampa Bay all Bruce in. Arians in Tampa and already Bruce Arians has already said his piece about Jameis Winston. Not great. Doesn't have <laughs> he the said he said he said, Well we won with this guy. What says we couldn't win with another? That blew my mind. He didn't Yikes. mean that as an insult, but holy shit I, I can't hear that as anything but an insult. I think I, there that's a possibility. I mean, I still think he ends up in New England, honestly. But if not, I think either Tennessee or Tampa Bay for Brady. And uh, that'd be that'd be pretty wild. If he's in Tennessee, I wouldn't like that, playing him twice a year. But I'd also like us beating his head in twice a year. Dude, that'd be so great. I would love to, I would love to beat his head in twice a year. But we don't think, con- ooh, we don't condone violence this on this sport? show. For in legal- football, we for- would like to beat his head in on the football field. We say that for legal purposes. Um, another fun one, and I just I don't think this is gonna happen. But if Tom Brady called, you know, the 49ers said, "Hey, Mr. Shanahan, I'd love to come play football for you." If you're Kyle Shanahan, do you go? No. How could you? I hate the man. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. But I'm realistic. If a if Tom Brady calls you and says, "I want to play for you," unless you're the Colts, uh, you you probably say, "Okay, we'll figure it out." Eh, I don't know. 
They've Bye, got Jimmy. Jim, they've got go back Jim. to your home. Yeah, go back to I Boston. They'd be idiots to do that. Dude, wouldn't it be hilarious, though? Think about it, though. Kyle Shanahan, three different quarterbacks, three top offenses. I mean, you got to remember three different John Lynch is RG3, making the decisions there. RG3, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, three top offenses in the league. And it, it, three different quarterbacks. But John Lynch is making the decisions. So I'm just saying, John, John Lynch can make the decisions. Him and Kyle are like best buds. He called Kyle and said, will you please come? I, how could you not? I, How could you not trust Kyle? The man is an offensive genius. Top top five in the league by an easy landslide. Um, how, how, how could you not trust that even after Tom Brady finishes up in two years, that... Kyle finds somebody else that's gonna Kirk Cousins for fuck's sake. Tom Brady could play one year and then Kirk Cousins could come marching into town. Kyle Shanahan wanted him the whole time. Or you get Andy Dalton and then you're in that Andy hell. Dalton the Red Rocket? Uh, garbage. Andy Underrated. Dalton is garbage. Underrated. But uh, shitty team. No, I mean, like I said, I think Brady and Ben's up back in New England. I think all this fuss is for not and Okay. But then again, I think he ends up there too. But I'm Cam, the, do I want? We always want it every year. Fan. Every year we want chaos. Ooh, here's a fun one. Florio is all about this, and it's never going to happen. What if? Are you in love with Mike Florio? I love Mike Florio. I listen to him every day. I do. I love Pat McAfee. I listen to his show every day. I love their other podcasts. Okay, I I didn't just dream like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. I listen to podcasts like a filthy animal. Congratulations. I'm a big fan of these guys. They inspire me. So yeah, I'm going to talk about him. And I and Florio's on five days a week, so I fucking talk about him a little more than anybody else, okay? Jerry Jones goes, you know what, Dak? I'm tired of your shit. I want a Super Bowl tomorrow. Brings in Tom Brady, says, see you later, Dak. Again, like you said, stupid, but chaos, fun. Love the idea. Don't think it'll happen. Are there any other big free agent names right now off the top of your head that we haven't talked about that just kind of get you excited about? You're going to be looking at ESPN updates, Adam Schefter on Twitter all day. You know, who are you looking, who are you refreshing your Twitter feed for? Like, where's the update? Where's the update? Where's the update? One, two, three big guys that you're excited about. I honestly got to have been so absorbed with this Brady shit just because I hate him. I can't think of many. Philip Rivers, if Tampa gets Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, what's going to happen to him? He's got 2020 vision now. Congratulations to him. About Congrats. time. Congrats on the sex. No more, no more squinting for a famous Jameis. Um, he can start dating hot chicks instead of fuglies now. Yeah, I have no idea what he's done. <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think Dak is a big storyline. I think he is going to get massively paid. By the Cowboys, way too much, um, way too much in my They're opinion. They're going to franchise but him. He'll probably end up being the the most or the highest paid quarterback There's in the, the league. One. There's it's, the other one, Amari Cooper. They're going to franchise tag Dak. Amari Cooper. They going to sign him big? I think so. They are working because Cooper wants to stay in Dallas. I think Cooper will become easily a top five paid wide receiver in the league. Um, that's just what the market is commanding for him. But I do think he stays in Dallas. And then yep. da- all of Dallas's cap is going to be taken by Dak, um, M- Zeke, and Bye-bye and offensive Cooper. line. That used yeah. to be the best offensive line in the league. See ya. Um, Here's the thing. Hold on before you go on. Amari Cooper. Uh, somebody asked Stephen Jones, I believe, 
you know, oh, what are you gonna be what are you gonna be doing when uh the Raiders are using your number one pick? Oh, we're gonna be watching Amari Cooper tape. Okay, great. Well, guess what? That number one pick the Raiders are taking right now, they might get a wide receiver that's worth a damn. And that guy's gonna play four years on a cheaper contract than whatever they sign Amari for. For one year. Um another free agent that's that's pretty exciting. It's in the Colts division, um, Yannick Ngakwe. Very young, very dominant pass rusher that does not want to stay in Jacksonville, and they just franchised him today. They they tagged him, but we, I mean he could still be traded. Yes, so so he, he already said he has no desire and will not sign a long term contract with Jacksonville. He definitely Jalen Ramsey proved you can get out of there. Just he definitely will be traded. So that'll be interesting to see where he is traded or how that goes down. Um, obviously it wouldn't be the Colts cause they're going to trade it within the own division. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, especially with the, the market for pass rushers, it's going to be a free for all. Um, Drew Brees is a free agent, but we all know he's, he's still, he's Saints. staying with the Saints. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the chiefs do with Chris Jones. Yeah. They franchise tied him, but will they be able to get a long-term deal? Man, that is one guy that if he would have hit free agency, would spend. I would have been all in on spending whatever for that man. Um, he got a Super Bowl, too. So why wouldn't he just go for the money now? You know what I mean? I mean, he tweeted some shit like, oh, let's do it again. You know what? Same shit they always tweet at the end of the after a Super Bowl when they're emotional. Um, we could also talk about uh, Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, the situation in Tennessee with, with both I of them. I think you... Personally, and and obviously this is Tom Brady pending piece of shit. Um, I think you tag Henry and you sign Tannehill. I mean, how could you not sign Tannehill? You you and I understand Derrick Henry has slow starts, but geez, you, Tannehill came in and turned that team into a playoff team. Derrick Henry started performing off the walls too, but I, Tannehill plays a part in that. You start getting scared of the pass. They stop. To, they stop defending the run. You start defending the run. They forget to defend the pass. It's Tannehill turned that team around. See, I would do the opposite. I would sign Derrick Henry to a long term deal and tag and tag Ryan Tannehill. Okay, because Tannehill, yeah, he came on for the one year, but that's all we have. We know Derrick Henry is a stud running back, and he's proved it for year after year. Tannehill came right in. And yes, he he helped that team, but as do you really have confidence that he is your quarterback for the future? I think tagging Tannehill, if they do any, if they can't sign him to a long term deal, I don't think they tag Henry. You definitely want to sign him to an extension over Tannehill. Um, but then again, I'm not the Titans, and I don't exactly know how they work. So um free agency right. it's it's gonna be exciting i mean it's exciting every year um, I'm pumped i hope it doesn't get delayed we'll see not only what the colts do but i mean the whole landscape of the league could change so it's it's definitely an right. exciting time all right so um free agency wise andrew disagrees there is a chance free agency gets delayed after the cba vote we may record a little bit sunday just a quick five, 10 minute update on the CBA and free agency. Um, so that might be stuck here in the end of the episode. Um, let's skip forward to what everyone's talking about, you know, uh, the coronavirus, terrible thing. 
Um, so let's just start here. NBA suspended, MLB suspended, NHL suspended, XFL suspended or canceled, March Madness canceled, Masters postponed, which is unfortunate because Tiger was going to win again, MLS suspended 30 days, Champions League canceled, SEC, AAC, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big East, tournaments canceled, Premier League, soccer suspended, NFL cancels league meeting, and as of today, Andrew would love to tell you, or be sad to tell you, the NASCAR has suspended their races as well, and as far as I know, as of this moment, recording on Friday the 13th at 9 p.m., UFC events still on this weekend, baby. We got something to bet on. The people that are in closest contact with each other are the ones that aren't canceled. That's wild. Right. But there's also going to be a hell of a lot fewer people involved than there would be in a basketball game or anything like that, even with no fans in the stands. There will be no fans in the stands. I hope it happens. I I don't want it spread. I don't want to spread, but I want to watch one of these sporting events with nobody in the stands because it's going to be fascinating. This stuff's awful. Um, I was it, excited to see March Madness with nobody in the stands. It would have been interesting. To hear the trash talk that's the, live oh on the court. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the fucks and goddammits and the coaches pissing and moaning? That would have been and, straight oh my, fooling. How they, I mean, they got to play that on a delay and edit it all out. And, like, I'm learning how to edit right now still pretty well. So that would have sucked, <laughs> honestly. And, and to do it on the fly on a delay, wow. Um, but, hey, listen, wash your damn hands. Just be cautious. Wash your hands. Um, you might not be at risk, but my grandpa might be. Okay? You don't need to panic and buy every no toilet panic. paper that you see. Um, I got plenty of toilet paper. If you just, need any, hit me up. $99 roll. I mean, it, it, it is something that, that is that is serious. Um, but there is, uh, in my opinion, I mean, obviously I'm not a medical expert, but um, panicking never helps things uh it is very sad for the sports world because of all the things that are going on we're getting towards nba playoffs march madness is something that people look towards Best all year, year. Better than Super Bowl. um obviously all this takes a back seat to everybody's well-being but it, it is kind of surreal and it's just sad for the sports world that everything's coming to a halt when when there's so many exciting things coming up so but uh it's it's understandable if you are still one of those people that says oh it's not that serious go look up Joe Rogan, one of his most recent interviews with a literal doctor who studies infectious diseases, and that's it. Go watch that, okay? Um, serious, be safe, wash your hands. Um, I think that's about it for this first episode. We ran a little longer than we thought we would. I like that. I, I like the length we're at now. So um, follow our podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the educated fan. That's at T H E E H D U C A T E D. And I'm not repeating it because I can't believe I got it right the first time. Spelling rewind, is fun. Rewind if you missed that. But please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I am doing my very best to keep those active and make those somewhat entertaining. Um, and then obviously wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, you know, iTunes podcast, uh, give whatever, whatever review you can that is, you know, greater than or equal to five stars, <laughs> write a little review. Um, and if you're a friend of the show and you didn't enjoy the show, leave a review every week. Anyway, download it, pretend you listen to it, leave a review. Um, but I'm Brandon. 
I'm Andrew. And thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to keep this going. Here comes the, y'all don't really worry like